I'm Abby with the Weird Vagina. And I'm Jenny with the Hot Flashes. And this is your weekly vagina talk with your besties. Come pull up a chair, grab a beverage, and let's talk sex. A quick warning, this may not be suitable for children and mothers named Linda and Susan. So moms, don't listen. (laughs) Turn it off now. Take your coffee elsewhere. (laughs) Go sit on the porch and enjoy your morning. (laughs) And don't think about your daughters talking about sex. You don't want to hear these stories. (laughs) How has your vag been this week, Abby? Oh, it's been okay. Um... It's kind of funny because in the be- or last week, Josh and I started watching Lord of the Rings because he's never watched it before, and I'm introducing him to it. And the Sauron eye comes on, and I'm like, oh, my God, Josh, that looks like a vagina. He's like, dude, you have a vagina on your mind, like, all the time. Right? It's <laughs> like... Well, maybe so. It's not just me seeing vaginas everywhere. I have people emailing me vaginas <laughs> now. I have friends on Instagram and on Facebook who will send me something. Like someone sent me a, a vagina-looking pizza that it was figs. The figs looked like vaginas. And she's like, I think you should make this for your vagina podcast. Oh, my God. That's awesome. <laughs> We do. We should have an episode where we just make vagina food. food. Yes. <laughs> that and we would, can video that for you guys. That would be hilarious. <laughs> I'll cover the vegan vagina. <laughs> yes. So, and then another thing that actually kind of relates to our episode today. So, my, I took my both my daughters to the Halloween store to look for costumes. And my older daughter is, she already knows what she was going to be, but my younger one didn't really know like when we went into it, she's like, oh, I want to be Harley Quinn or a unicorn. She's seven. <laughs> and I was like, OK. <laughs> Opposite ends of the spectrum. Right. Like, Harley Quinn or a unicorn. Right. Yeah. Like I have no idea how those popped into her mind. But we go in and, and I'm like, OK, well, let's just we find both of the Harley Quinn and the unicorn costumes. But I know my daughter and I'm like, let's just look at everything else and make sure that's really what you want. So we start going up and down the aisles and she's like, "Ooh, look at this. Ooh, look at this. But it's like kind of like meh. I kind of like it, but I'm not like my heart's not set on it. OK, so we walk down and there is a police officer costume and she's like, <gasps> Mom, I want to be a cop. And I'm like, you do? (laughs) Yeah, look, there's there's handcuffs. Look at the handcuffs. I want the handcuffs. And I'm like, the handcuffs? She's like, yeah. She's like, I want to arrest people. And I'm like, "Uh, okay. Um, Yeah, that's like totally out of left field, but sure. And she was like jumping up and down about these fucking handcuffs. Like... (laughs) Oh, my God, she wanted the handcuffs so bad. (laughs) So, like, later on, I'm like, okay, what does this mean for her future? Like, does she want to be a cop or does she want to be, like, a dominatrix? Because, like, the handcuffs and (laughs) when she was little, she'd be all, like, lifting up her skirts during uh, her little performances in preschool and dancing around and stuff. (laughs) So... Got to get those. At least the handcuffs she picked out weren't like the fuzzy handcuffs. <laughs> those will come later. <laughs> yes, 
Yeah. I think maybe that's the point I need to worry when she comes to me. And it's like, Mom, can I get these fuzzy handcuffs? I'll go with my handcuff collection. <laughs> like, she's going to start collecting handcuffs she after is. Halloween. <laughs> She's gonna she's gonna come home as the sexy cop in high school. Oh God! <laughs> yes. Please God, no. You're gonna have to fight her on that one. Oh uh, no! They had cop outfits with skirts, and I'm like, what fucking cop wears a skirt? Okay, you are not getting a skirt. You're getting a real cop uh, uniform. Like, please, for kids too. It was a cop uniform for a kid. Uh. With a fucking skirt. I'm like, no. We're doing pants and the top. It'll be fun when Emmy has her own podcast someday. Her own <laughs> vagina dominatrix podcast. And she can have you on as a guest. And you can talk about how you knew all those years ago. <laughs> it was a sign. Yep. <laughs> well, how's your vag been this week, Jenny? It's been pretty good. I mean, it's finally stopped with the on and off bleeding which was just weird not enough to be a problem just like enough just a small enough amount to be annoying where I was like uh, again every other day every couple days where you know, not even enough to wear anything it was just bizarre okay and then um you know I have fantasies about super hot doc what was so funny is I had ordered a vibrator this week online, which if you've ever tried to do that from Amazon is hilarious because the vibrators all say they're for like back healing or sore muscles, but really? there's, yeah. And it's like shaped to hit your G spot and massage your clit. So clearly not for <laughs> For like <laughs> the sore muscles that they're showing in the pictures. But anyways, I finally caved and ordered one because when I moved up here, I didn't bring mine with me and I didn't want to bring mine with me because I had a friend who brought hers with her one time when she was traveling and forgot to take the batteries out. Oh, yeah. And it was in her carry on, which <laughs> I... <laughs> Why would you bring it in your carry-on? I mean, I guess if you're not if you're not checking a bag, I get it. But she was checking a bag too, and it just happened to be in her carry-on. Like, are you whipping it out on the plane? Is, is like, a twelve-hour flight like <laughs> too long for you to you not? Have like a, you have like a quick sesh in the bathroom in that little <laughs> tiny plane bathroom. <laughs> Ew! I don't even like going to the bathroom in those no. bathrooms. So. It was really embarrassing because it started going off as it was going through. So they pulled her to the side and they made a big production, taking yeah. everything out of the carry-on bag and making her shut her vibrator or take the, <laughs> the batteries out of her own vibrator so oh that God. she could like take it with her. So I just didn't want to, I didn't want to chance it. I was just too paranoid. Finally, I caved. I broke down and I got one because I'm going crazy up here. I was I was like so excited because I'm like, okay, it's Friday night. Dad's going to the casino. I've been late at this party. I'm going to get home. There's going to be no one in the house. That fucking vibrator is going to be there. I'm going to crack it open and I'm going to be able to get rid of some of this tension <laughs> from super hot doc who I saw this week mm. and from super hot Dodge who I've seen several times this week. I get home and there's no box and I'm like, oh my God. 
did they deliver it to a neighbor? (laughs) Have you ever accidentally opened your neighbor's Amazon package before? Like, how embarrassing would that be? I don't even know if I could walk a vibrator across the street to the neighbors if I opened it on accident I think that would just but you have to because now they take pictures when they leave it so the neighbors would like come and knock on the door and be like did you get a package for me oh my god no I don't know what you're talking about and then and then like later on that night at like midnight the boxes like slid like onto the porch quietly And then, like, (laughs) nothing is said. And, like, it's just there in the morning. And you're like, oh, here it is. (laughs) And you never say anything ever again. But you clearly can never, like, see that neighbor ever again or talk to them ever again. So I had to dive onto, like, Amazon and be like, where the fuck is my package? (laughs) It's not coming till Monday now. And I'm like, oh, really? (laughs) The start of the week. I can't even do anything then. Well, you need to make an appointment with Super Hot Doc so then you can get back into it. And then after you see Super Hot Dodge. Well, I may run into Super Hot Dodge next week. So yeah, that'll give me plenty of material. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. So that's that's how uh, that's how my badge is. OK, well, today's episode is titled Sex is Not Like the Movies. And it's true. It can be very embarrassing and gross and not sexy at all. What's the most embarrassing sex noise? Oh, the noise. Probably <laughs> like those vaginal farts. <laughs> like you get going like really fast, right? <laughs> and then afterwards, like you sit up and you're like farting out of your vagina. I remember the first time that happened to me and I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I don't think I'd ever really like heard of that before and I there's like air and like air bubbles and like you know whatever and I was like oh my god what is wrong with this and like it would it would it lasted like till the next day or overnight it lasted longer than just right after so then I'm like googling I'm like what the fuck why is there air coming out of my vagina and so then it starts like giving all these like stds and shit sometimes I'm like great I fucking got an std from sex last night and I'm fart, you know, air's coming out and I'm going to die. And I, <laughs> so, but then, then I, I realized that, oh wait, it's because then it happened again. Like it stopped. Right. And then it never happened. And then it happened again. And I was like, okay, fine. It's, it's great. It's just from sex. <laughs> Sometimes the Google is not your friend. It's not guys. Don't Google vaginal farts, okay? Just listen to the podcast and then you'll know. It's mostly from sex. (laughs) Really? Like, that's one of those things that we don't talk about that would have been helpful to know going in. Like, that that can happen. We do. We need, like, we need a class if we're not going to talk to each other that tells us all of the weird things that can happen. I had it happen in in the middle of sex. My first time having sex with this one person. And I was like... Oh my, oh my God, what is it? Like, and I was so embarrassed. I'm like, do I, like, do I tell him? Like, that wasn't a fart. I swear. Like, can, he, can he hear it? Like, right. It was so mortifying. Like, do we both act like nothing's going on? That's what we did. We just kept going. 
going and like never had talked about it. But I was like, oh my God, that's so weird. So then I was paranoid the next time we had sex that it was right. going to happen again. Like, I don't or think I've ever had it happen after though. Yeah, like Eric gets like trapped up there, I guess. I don't know. Well, I think I've had it, had it happen during as well, but. And it doesn't happen every time. I think yeah. a lot of it is when, um, like, he, I'm trying to describe, like, if he comes all the way out and goes all the way back in, all the way out, all the way back in, like, fast, it, it'll push air up in there, I think. But if you're not doing it that way, if he's, like, way up in there, then I, it's harder to get air in there, I think. It's good that we did that warning for your mom. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I don't know if my uh, 14-year-old should be listening to this either. <laughs> oh, you're right. I know, because Lolly, when I got over last night, she's like, I've been listening to your podcast, and I love my tornado vagina. Yay! <laughs> she's all feeling all powerful. Yay! So how about that, like, weird, like, flip-flop beached whale noise? When you're like really sweaty and it's like the two bodies oh. together and you're making this like sloshing, like, you know, slucking noise or whatever. That's so not a sexy noise. Because when that starts happening, I start laughing and I like completely lose it. Like I lose everything. Like it's like, no, this isn't going to happen because this is really funny. And that, and that's the other thing. Like, it's okay to laugh during sex. It doesn't have to be, like, this serious thing. Oh, yeah. It's, like, because in the movies, they're always, like, sensual and passionate and, you know, all this kind of stuff. But when you're with your significant other and you've been with them a long time and you love them, it's fun to laugh. Like, when stupid things happen you don't have to ignore it. Like if you're with somebody right away, like right in the beginning, right? Like a lot of times you just ignore those things because you're embarrassed or whatever. But when you're with somebody a long time, you can laugh, laugh about it and it's fun and it makes it, it actually helps the intimacy. I think when you can laugh together and be like, oh, let's try this again. <laughs> Definitely. That, I mean, that's the really good thing about being with the same partner for so long too, is, you know, the things that you, can laugh about together. And I think it can make sex more fun. Definitely. Have you ever made a sex tape? Yes, I have. <laughs> Wait, what? I didn't know I that. I can't believe that. I, I wasn't expecting it. I was going to spit my water out. Yeah, but it's always like weird and awkward. It's never like, yeah. <laughs> okay, first of all, I'm like, ew, why do I look like that? Right. Like when you're rewatching it, and you're like, oh my god, like, no, I'm not like this like porn model or whatever. And then like it's, I don't know, like the sounds that we make, we think they're sexy, right. but then when you watch it back, you're like, um, can you mute that? Like I literally like <laughs> last time like Josh and I did one, and we were watching it back. I was like, ew, mute that, please. Like what am I doing? <laughs> What am I saying? Why do I sound like that? It's like, we're watching this on mute, okay? <laughs> but see, it's helpful to not watch it on mute, because then you're like, oh, that is not a sexy noise. I need to not make that one ever again. You, like, write notes. Like, give each other notes. <laughs> Here's your notes for today. 
Or something that, like, in the moment, like, in the heat of the moment, like, sounds sexy when you, like, say it, but then you listen to it, and you're like, that was so fucking corny. Don't ever, ever say that again, Jen. Like, never out of your mouth to anyone else again. Oh, my God. And then he's trying to be all nice. and like, I don't think it's not that bad. I'm like, yes, yes, it does. Well, and the thing that's hard to keep in mind, too, is is – the difference is we don't have someone doing our makeup. They're not stopping the scene to like repose <laughs> us. They're not telling us to hold out until a certain time and then it's okay. Like, so, and again, like porn shouldn't be what we're striving for anyways, because that's not reality. The reality is that embarrassing noise that we thought was so sexy in the moment. Exactly. And or that whale noises. Right. That thing that we said to get him to go harder or to get her to go faster or, you know, like hey. that's that's more the reality. So watching it afterwards just I think can also tend to be a bad thing because <laughs> then it would it makes me more self-conscious the next time. And what what cracks me up too is like even after that first sex tape that I made that I was like, Oh my God, I can't, I can't ever do this again <laughs> because this is just bad. Right. You still, you forget and you do it again. Do it again. <laughs> and then you watch that back and you're like, why the fuck did I think this time with this partner was going to be any different? Delete <laughs> the next partner. Oh, this will be different. Right. He's so hot. This is going to be so amazing. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? What's the common denominator in all three of them? <laughs> Me! <laughs> so maybe either just focus the camera on him <laughs> or stop trying to make him. <laughs> right? Stop trying to be like the porn ones and just do your thing. Right. Not sexy. What about things that sound hot but aren't? We talked about um, in the episode with Sheila from Sex Angeles, we talked about how awkward sex in the shower can be <laughs> for multiple reasons. We went I went on a camping trip once and I was like so excited to like have sex on the camping trip it was going to be this awesome in nature thing. But first of all, I'd never been to that campground before. And when we got there, you're only like 12 feet from your fucking neighbor. So let's start with how non-intimate that was. And <laughs> it's California, which currently, it hopefully won't be by the time this airs, but currently a lot of Southern California is burning. So because of the wildfires, like the last 10 years, you haven't been allowed to even have fire pits in the campgrounds, in the mountains. So we get up there and we can't have a fire. And it it ends up being super cold, even though it's the summer. It like fucking dipped down to like 40 degrees. So because you can't have a fire, you can't sit outside under the stars because you're freezing. So you bail out of that and into the tent. But it's too cold to even have sex because you just don't want any part of your body exposed. You just want to be in a mummy bag and completely covered. So that's not that. That's never sex. That's not sex. No. 
It sounds like it's going to be, but it never is. No. I remember this one time we went to, this was with somebody else I was with, and we went and visited some of his friends. This goes along with, like, sex at your parents or something. So we were at his friend's house that we're staying over, and we're getting ready for this. We were going to the symphony, I think, that night. And we were getting ready, and I think I was already, like, in my dress. And he's like, yeah, let's – and, you know, for me, being at somebody else's house, I'm already uncomfortable. And I'm already anxious. This was the first time meeting his friends. So I was nervous. I was anxious. My anxiety was, like, through the roof. And then he's like (gasps) – he was, like, coming on to me. Like, he wasn't, like, like verbally, let's have sex. But it was like, yeah, we're going to do this right now while we're getting ready. And (laughs) – I'm in my dress and like, and it's really awkward because we're trying to be like super quiet and like we're on the floor and, and it just wasn't working. I was like, no, like after a few, <laughs> few minutes, I was like, okay, just get off because <laughs> I don't want to ruin my makeup and I don't want to be gross down there to go out and no, I can't be spontaneous. I'm sorry. <laughs> this isn't working. <laughs> Right. There are certain situations that are spontaneous appropriate and others like that that are not spontaneous appropriate. I, you know, I think it's hard for guys to understand, too, like just how much is involved down there for us, because if we're going out afterwards, all the cleaning that has to take place and, you know, you're still you're swollen and you're excited still. Yeah. um, Even afterwards. And so, like, I always feel like I can. I'm like, oh, do I smell? Like, do I like? Yeah. So do you have a, uh, what's your most embarrassing sex story? Okay. My most embarrassing sex story. You know, there's always the awkward sex when you're with the person for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) Or (laughs) mishaps like that. But my most embarrassing sex story actually took place after the sex. Oh my God. I can't believe I'm telling this story. (laughs) Um, So I had a, a vibrator that we had used while we were having sex. And I, you know, it was one of those nights where it was just like a tangle of, we'd been out, um, I think with friends and, and we came home and, and, um, I think he was high, he was pretty high and, uh, and I had been drinking. And so like in the tangle of everything, the vibrator got used, but then, Neither one of us kept track of where it went afterwards or what <laughs> happened to it. And so we're laying there afterwards, like ready to like pass out or whatever. <laughs> and I happened to glance over at the dog. And I the was dog? like, yes. <laughs> I won't use the dog's name because then everyone's going to know who this happened with. But <laughs> I won't I won't bring him into this shame. So I I said, oh, my God, what does the dog have? <laughs> he's like, I don't know. It's probably like I gave him like a, a bully stick earlier. And I'm like, are bully sticks purple? <laughs> he like pulls upright in bed and he like looks over and he's like, oh, my God. He jumps out of bed and races across the room, grabs the vibrator from the dog and (laughs) holds it up and it's missing (laughs) chunks. And like the tip of it has been bit off. Oh my 
my god. Oh my god, we were we were dying. <laughs> once we once we figured out that like all of the pieces were there and and we didn't have to worry like that we were going to have to take him to the emergency vet <laughs> because he had like an intestinal blockage from a vibrator. Mom, How- why is what is this in here? Why is he what did, what did he eat? Uh, my vibrator. I don't know. He must have gotten a hold of a toy or something. <laughs> they don't usually make dog toys out of this material, ma'am. <laughs> it's purple. <laughs> so that is my, um, that's my most embarrassing story is the time the dog ate my vibrator. Oh my God. I don't think I can top that. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. So keep track if you use if you use toys in play. You might want to keep track of them if you have dogs around. <laughs> Don't throw them across the room because they're going to think it's a toy that they have to go fetch. It would have been better if he had fetched it and brought it back. That would have been funny. That would have been awesome. It is kind of awkward to have your pet stare at you while you're having sex. Like... My God, right? Like my cat is on the bed, like most of the time, just like looking at us. And sometimes we just have to shove her off because it's too weird, you know. Lily would, um, we ha- we would have to shut her out of the room because she would be like right up there next to the bed. I know, staring. And if you switch positions, she'd be like moving with you <laughs> around the bed, trying to figure out what you were doing. Yeah, so. I'm a big proponent of locking the animals out of the bedroom before you have sex because it's just weird. It is weird. It's very weird. Well, I wonder if anyone out there has a a pet who, like, could care less, who's, like, on the bed while it's happening and is just, like, trying to sleep. (laughs) Probably. Yeah, my ex had a cat who was like that. And she would just look at us like, ugh, you doing that again? (laughs) Like, with such disdain. Right. (laughs) Get up and recircle and reposition herself. Just go. If you're going to shoot me dirty looks, just leave the room. Right? There are plenty of other places to sleep, okay? Plenty of other beds in the house. You seem to like the back of the couch when we're not having sex. (laughs) Why don't you go check it out now? (laughs) What about marathon sex? Have you ever had marathon sex sessions, like two hours or more? Yeah. That's like the bag of peas the next day sex. Right. Like, you're so fucking sore. And you, like, look back and you're like, why did I do that? Like, it's totally fine for him. But then you do it again. Right. You don't learn. That that right. bag of peas gets well used. Right. Yeah. Marathon sex always seems like it's going to be a fun thing. And sometimes, like, halfway through, I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of over this. Yes, two like, hours, and I'm starting to chafe. Right, you're like, okay, this is getting annoying. Like, or or sometimes like you have you're with your partner and it's taking them forever, and you feel like you're just like laying there, and you're like, okay, come on, come on, like, what can I do to make you get off? Because I'm tired and this is starting to hurt, and like my legs are gonna give out. <laughs> You got to switch it up, people, because although it is a good workout sometimes on your legs, depending what position you're in. That's true. Like afterwards. But, you know, as we get older, right, like afterwards, it's like, oh, my God, I I can't walk like my legs are like jelly. (laughs) That's how you know you're not working out enough. 
Right. I'm telling you, CrossFit. You got to join the cult, Abby. I know. You and Colleen both. It really, it really is helpful. Yeah. Of course, what do I know? I'm not getting any right now. So, (laughs) so now I'm like super fit and I'm not getting any. Ah, That's the worst. I'm looking forward to a vibrator. That's how sad (laughs) my life has become. Oh, that's okay though. I'm just going to get to know myself a lot better. So my next partner will have way more fun. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) The things we tell ourselves. Yes, we must. (laughs) <laughs> so are you ready for some fun sex facts? Yes. Speaking of marathon sessions, the average sex session goes from 100 to 500 thrusts. Oh, I didn't. I wasn't expecting it to measure in thrusts. Right? What pervy dude came up with that? That's going to be my thesis. I'm going to have couples have sex in front of me and I'm going to count how many times they thrust. Oh my God. That is so weird. I guess it, it evens out to be like something like 17 minutes. Okay. But for a hundred thrust, that wow. you must be really, that must be your vaginal fart session where they go <laughs> all the way up, all the way in, all the way out. Because how do 100 thrusts last for 17 minutes? (laughs) Unless they're pausing in between or something. (laughs) For cigarettes and coffee? Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Have you ever orgasmed in your sleep? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because like having like a dream or whatever. Right. I See, and I never knew that you could. So I always was like, oh, you might like. It felt like I did, but I didn't think that I did. Right. But now I have confirmation because it said so on the Internet. Oh, of course. Um, The female orgasm lasts three times longer than the male orgasm. Interesting. Right? Only fair, though, I think. Yeah. Since women have to, you know, carry a child for nine months and give birth, it's only fair that our orgasms would last longer yeah it is and because we have to fucking bleed once a month for 40 50 years I think it's only too that we have some perks like that plus we gotta put up with a dick rubbing in it like out of in and out of us like that can get annoying (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that was like the best comment ever that can get annoying. Well, okay, so I don't orgasm just from sex. So for me, you know, if if it goes on for a long time, I'm like, okay, let's let's go, let's 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 get this done because I don't need to orgasm because normally I orgasm first and then and then we do it and because I never orgasm inside. Interesting. Uh huh. Yeah. So that that is a thing though. Like, so if you're out because when I first started having sex I was worried because well on the movies every single woman orgasms orgasms blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that word orgasms <laughs> in the movies they orgasm with just sex right and I'm like something's wrong with me because I don't and I never have and then I learned that it's okay you don't have to like not every woman can orgasm inside and it's okay, and there's nothing wrong with you. So if you're sitting there wondering why you don't, and hopefully you get a partner who understands, 
like it's amazing now with with Josh because he wants to take care of me first because he knows afterwards he gets amazing sex and an orgasm you know what I mean like right take care of me first and then go at it man like you give me an amazing orgasm I'll give you an amazing <laughs> orgasm <laughs> you know um and with previous partners sometimes I could sense the frustration I think maybe because I did like they wanted to have sex first before any type of uh work on me and for me, doing that first, it's hard. I mean, it, like, I'm not into it as much, you know? Right. And so, and then they expect you to be able to do it, you to be able to orgasm with sex. And then when you don't, and they have to take care of you after they orgasm, they're like, <sighs> and like, all right, fine. And so then they're trying, they're doing, I, this is a specific ex that would behave like this. Most of my other ones were fine, but this one, he would just act so put out that he had to do me after because sex wasn't enough for me. And that doesn't help. You know, then I lose any type of like climaxing because I feel like, like I need to get this done because he's frustrated and he doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to be, you know, doing this. And um, so I make it worse, you know, because I'm in my head. And finally, either I fake it or I'm just like, all right, just stop. Let's just go to bed or whatever. My dudes do not be like that asshole. Yeah. I just want to punch him. Like, seriously, dude? Yeah. Yeah. So that really made me like, and that was a relationship that went on for, how long was that one? Eight months, nine months or something. Yeah, too long. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I know who this is now. You know who it is. Yeah. Oh, I never liked him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like I never liked him. He was right. I he was didn't. one of those. He was one of those awkward, can't get it up on the first date ones, or not first date, first sex, first time we had sex ones. <laughs> so I should have known. You should but, have. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with not being able to get it up now and then. No, sorry. Yes, like, I didn't mean. I didn't. Mean. Um. But with Abby, it was there were deeper issues that we heard about for eight months that just made us all want to punch him and see rage. Right. Right. I kind of feel that way about a lot of your exes, actually. (laughs) That's why it's so weird to like really like Josh, because you've just been through so many just not worthy of you guys before so then we have this one guy who finally all of us are like oh my god (laughs) finally someone who's worthy of our abby yeah (laughs) that's just awful i'm i'm lucky because i orgasm during sex i can do it before i can do it during i'm multiple Usually the first time I orgasm, I will orgasm a second time really quickly afterwards. Sometimes three times in a row. I can really get going. But I can't just do it vaginally. I have to also be even even with um, because I know where my G spot is and I know what positions, whether I'm with a man or whether I'm with a woman, I know which works best for me to hit those, but I still have to 
have, I still have to be working the clit too. Right. Is your G spot, like, since you have a tilted cervix uterus, is it far back? Because mine is really far back and many guys cannot even reach it. I can reach it with my finger. Yeah. And I, I can't. Oh, I got lucky. Then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because mine's like really far back and I haven't had very many that could reach it. And, but it still doesn't make me orgasm, though. Oh, it's weird. Well, what's the point of your G-spot then if it doesn't make you orgasm? I know. That's like a it, wasted G-spot. It really is. It really is. But that's probably all like part of my weird vagina. So, <laughs> but yeah, ladies and men, everybody is different. So they just. Are. I think a good thing is just learning about your partner, like learning what they love, learning what they want and doing it for them, you know, as long as it's within reason, you know what I mean? Right. And healthy, healthy. And you're both into it. Yes. Yeah. You know, like I, I can be into some BDSM. I can totally be down for that. Um, Yeah. But it has to be, with the right partner, they have to be into it. And mm-hmm. I, depending on who I'm with, d- that's whether I want to be the dom or the sub. Yeah. And both sides have to be into it for it to work. Otherwise it doesn't work and it's not sexy. It's just lame. So. Yeah. And you have to be on the same page for stuff like that. So you have to communicate, you know. Exactly. Which makes for a deeper, better relationship anyways. It does. It does. And I would, I mean, I wouldn't suggest that type of stuff on like your first, first time you have sex with somebody. Oh no, you don't you know about the freak to. that early. Right. <laughs> you, have to, you have to wait like a little bit, right. Until you're comfortable talking about that stuff. Right. That I mean, if pr- it's, if it's someone that you're interested in dating and, and pursuing, like, long term. No, you don't roll the freak out that early. If it's just, okay, this dude is not take home to, to mom material, but, um, I'm just going to have a fun night. Then I might roll the freak out early. (laughs) Right. If you don't care about their reaction. (laughs) Right. Exactly. But I never roll the freak out early. If it's, if it's someone that I'm going to be taking home. You know, I don't bring sex home. Yeah. I mean, like Josh and I waited a while before we like revealed sort of like what our fantasies were. Right. So once you're comfortable like telling somebody about that, it'll be a lot easier to actually like do it. Right. Exactly. So the typical female orgasm lasts 20 seconds, 20 seconds. Okay. Yeah. I can, I can see that. So I timed mine this week. (laughs) No, (laughs) I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. We need to time them. (laughs) Yeah, but Amazon didn't deliver like it was supposed to. So I can't. Yeah. I just thought it would be funny to throw that out there. Hilarious. Maybe I should go review my sex, our last sex tape and see. (gasps) Count it. And count it. Yeah. I'll do that. So who do you think is the top masturbated to celebrity? Who do you think is male? Let's start with male first. Do you mean like a woman masturbating and a male celebrity? Yeah. Uh, Either George Clooney or Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Yeah. You're right. What about uh, the top female masturbated to? 
Okay, this is harder. Um, who is somebody that every all the men love? Somebody with big boobs, probably, right? Women love her, too. Women love her, too? Women respect her greatly. I'm drawing a blank. What, Jennifer Aniston or something? She's like the queen. She's amazing. Beyonce. Beyonce! Yeah, she is. She's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome that she's the top one. Oh, yeah. That's funny. Well, she's got the butt, too. And there's a lot of butt guys out there. Right. So the top... Five for women are Beyonce, Jennifer Lawrence, mm. Kim Kardashian. Uh. Yeah, that was kind of my reaction. Taylor Swift. <laughs> Ew. For me, that's Weird. disturbing because I still see her as like this yes. little girl. Yes, I still see her as like a 14-year-old with her little guitar. Right. And then the next one is even more disturbing for kind of the same reason is Kylie Jenner. What? Yeah. I still see her as little. See, Abby knows I have this thing where I freeze you at whatever age you were when I met you. So Abby is still like 26 in my (laughs) mind. So when she talks about being like in her 30s and like, wait, no, you're not there yet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm like that, too. That's why when I read something like that, like Taylor Swift would be like sort of disturbing to me. Kylie Jenner. Yeah. Yeah. The top five male celebrities masturbated to are Brad Pitt, Chris Hemsworth. These next three I do not understand. Johnny Depp, Tom Cruise. Oh, he's like an old one. Not these days, but back in the day, I can definitely see Tom Cruise in the 80s. I still can't see it. But maybe that's because I've always known he was short. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not into short dudes. I like tall dudes. Yeah, I like... Just the like last this. one? <laughs> no, Chris Pratt is the other one. Pratt. All the Chris's. Yeah. I mean, I just really like all the Chris's. I don't find Pratt attractive at all, but that's just me. He's okay. I find him annoying, actually. I'll be honest. I like him in some movies, but I think on the whole, I just find him annoying. Yeah. So, I was totally in love with Chris Evans, especially the Captain America, like, clean oh, cut. Yeah. But then my ex, one of my exes, <laughs> is looks like him. Oh, my God. He totally does. And spoiled me for I'm not all about Captain America anymore. <laughs> no. No, Abby, you kind of ruined that for all of us. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Because we can only think about Captain America now. Yeah. Well, Yeah, Chris Evans is attractive on so many levels. Like, if you follow him on Twitter, he's just an amazing human being as well, which is also, like, a huge turn on. And that helps, yes, for sure. Because he's, like, I mean, and the things that he says, sticking up for people, you know, fighting for certain things, you know, and he sounds like such a funny, great guy. And, that you know, Chris Pine isn't as vocal, but he's like super fucking smart. And that really turns me on. <laughs> right. Like he went right. to Oxford and he has like his degree in like English or something like that. So I'm like, yes, please. Like Mark Ruffalo is the same way for me. Like he's mm-hmm. not, he, he may like on the whole, he may not be super sexy, but I just find him very attractive because of the human he is as well. For me, mm-hmm. it's like twofold. Right. Like the person they are. When they're, like, super cool like that, too. Yeah. Okay, so this next fact, um, 
I had actually just heard recently, and I think I heard it on Sex Angeles, as a matter of fact. Oh. One of their guests had talked about it. Um, but I came across it again when I was doing research on like weird and cool sex facts. So the clit is basically a small penis. We have our own small little penis. Yeah. Mm. So it's developed from the same tissue that the penis is developed from when we're embryos. Wow. Yeah. And it acts like a penis because when we get excited, it gets filled with blood and it like becomes larger. Wow. Right. And it's like sensitive and. Right. Wow. I guess I never really like thought of that or like. Well, I don't even think it was researched until like, I think this whole thing came out like within the last five years, maybe even only within the last two years. Wow. You know, it totally makes sense. (laughs) Right. In a male dominated society, like they haven't done that much research on women until like recently. So, um, and then the last cool fact that I have is the archives of sexual behavior, I guess, did a study. And do you have a strong sense of smell? Yes. So do I. Super strong. Yes. And um, my curse. Right. Right. Like, oh, my God. I can't like candles, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, no. I put an extra coat of um, nail polish on my on my nails because I got special uh, Nightmare Before Christmas nails this week. And I did I was an idiot and I did it in my apartment in my basement apartment and Mm -hmm. I had my door closed and it's such a small space in that room and I walked out to go to the restroom and I came back in and it fucking reeked in there but I'm constantly I'll smell things other people don't Mm -hmm. and I'll say do you smell that yes I feel like that's such a strong smell do you smell that and everyone's like what are you talking about like yes so it is a curse but apparently we have better sex because we have a strong sense of smell. And I couldn't find where in the study the correlation was. So I guess it was just they found of the people surveyed, the people with a stronger sense of smell had the better sex. So Hmm. that is interesting. So maybe that makes up for that curse. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. That's all I have for fun sex facts. Awesome. I like those fun sex facts. And then I have a few tips for, for partners trying to be a good partner to your spouse or significant other. This actually heard this on um, Sheila's Sex Angelus. This was from uh, episode eight, Sex and Dating After Divorce. And they interviewed Philip Brock. And I really liked that episode. Oh, yeah, he was awesome. Like he has this voice that was just like, wow. Like, I don't know, something about his voice just made me like, totally fall in love with him and then he's he talked about these tips and I was like oh my god like you're gonna make some woman like super lucky right because if he follows them I'm assuming he follows his own tips so he had (laughs) he just gives them to everybody else and he really sucks in the bedroom (laughs) right right so he had like a friend's son come to him and ask him about sex And I think he, like the son had never had sex before. And so he sat him down and he talked about the Brock five point plan. And he said, this will get you far with your person. 
Um, so the very first tip is don't watch porn. And this is kind of what we talked about in the beginning, where it's an unrealistic expectation. Because if you start watching it and thinking that it's supposed, to, it's going to be like this, and it's not, you know, it's it lets you down. And then it's well, yeah. And I just want to say too, it's it's not the things that are done in porn don't feel good to us. Like for a vibrator to work, you don't ram it in and out of someone. Right. You hold it steady and it vibrates and that's the whole point of it. So porn is just for men. It's not for women. So the stuff that's done is just done to women to turn men on. It doesn't actually turn women on. That's perfect. Yeah, that's a perfect explanation. You're not going to learn anything to use in the bedroom from porn. Yes. So don't watch porn. Or if you do, don't use that as like a model of what you're supposed to do. Right. You use it to get off, but don't expect that you can use it on a woman and it's going to like do the same things to her that it does to the paid porn actress. Exactly. Uh, Number two, if you're a man table the orgasm and don't think about it he said it's gonna happen either way you're gonna fucking orgasm right so you need to take care of the girl first um he said if you do that so many doors open for you and it's so true because like i was saying earlier i need to be uh taken care of first and after that i'm like i am all yours like we will do whatever the fuck you want so that you can orgasm. You know what I mean? Right. So hold on to it. You can hold on to it. Uh, number three, master oral sex. He said, get really good at it. Ask questions, find out what she likes and um, that will get you far. So don't just assume like, you know, what your partner likes, you have to ask them. Right. I'll be honest, I'm yeah, I'm not a big fan of oral sex from dudes. Really? Yeah, I just feel like they're not they're not that good at it because they don't have the equipment and they don't a lot of they don't ask a lot of times and I'm at that age now where I'm just over giving directions. So if you suck at it, I don't really, you know, like, I I don't know, maybe, maybe being bisexual, it's different because my experience with women is different than my experience with men. And there's a lot of things that I enjoy more about sex with women. Um, But I think if men pay attention to the top five that he listed, it can also make sex more enjoyable with men. But I have yet to meet a dude that can, that's, any good at it so okay. yeah it would be important for you to learn going right. out the gate um and let me just say this might be oversharing but josh is fucking amazing at it <laughs> he's done his research he's asked his questions it. he knows what to do oh i love that so yeah definitely you know i remember when i was listening to this episode and he's like saying these things and i'm checking him off i'm like yep josh does that yep Josh does that. Check, check, check. Like, see, that's why we love you, Josh. You're yes. totally worthy. Yes. And he, Finally. and it's true because I have been with men who don't know what to do, you know, and Josh came into this relationship. Like I'm getting you off first. Like you deserve to get off first. You know, I'm going to go down on you and give you the best oral sex ever. And all that kind of stuff, you know, like, like wow. Yeah. So 
if you master that, then it'll it'll help you out. Number four, sex is exponentially better when it's part of a larger relationship with someone that you care deeply about is kind of what he was getting at. He said, um, it's like a story you're telling with your partner. You express how you feel about that person. And like, I feel that I find that to be true. Like when I'm with my partner and we've been together a long time and it's just so much more powerful because our emotions are in it. We love each other. And when you're just meeting up for a quickie with a fuck buddy or something, it's not as good. At least for me, it doesn't seem it as good. Well, it's empty emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you can, if you can get there with your partner and get, you know, emotionally collect, uh, connected, um, then I feel like it'll probably be so much better for you. So I think there's something to say about just multiple partners all the time, you know, not ever really connecting with anyone. You may not be having the good, good sex. You may think it is, but I think once you get with somebody that you're, that you have a deeper connection with. It may feel great. Like it may feel like this great sex. um, But when you combine the great sex with the emotional connection, that can be the mind blowing. Right. And that's what keeps you together and keeps the intimacy going in the relationship too. It does. It makes you closer outside of the bedroom. It does. And it's important. I really do. I, you know, so important. Josh and I have talked about it a lot over, over the few years we've been together, how important it is. And how maybe like in our previous marriages, we were young and we didn't, we didn't know as much, you know, and now we know like just how important that is and how it does affect our relationship outside the bedroom. Yes. Um, and number five, leave time to share the moment after um, at least 30 minutes. So it's not like get in, get out, and then you go home, right? Like you <laughs> You Don't lady. jump up and go shower. Right. Yeah. Unless and you're Abby and you've got to clean yeah. your vagina. <laughs> Even I can lay there for, you know, 15 <laughs> minutes. Okay. Like dry it, dry it up with a towel and then lay there for a few minutes and cuddle. I think that's it. That was his five. Yeah. So just I'm like, I, I wasn't counting. So <laughs> yeah, but yeah, just relish that moment after like you both, are taught, you know, you both like have had these orgasms and you just want to beat. And for me, after I orgasm, like, I just want to be like next to him. I just want to like feel him next to me and feel that security and all of that, you know? Well, I think it's good to end this on a positive note then. Yeah. So our disclaimer, uh, we're not doctors. We are librarians who like to research stuff. Uh, So don't take anything we say as medical advice and go see your doctor. You can find us on Facebook, Blame It on the Badge. You can find us on Twitter, at ItVadge. We've got got tons of Facebook followers. We need to get our Twitter up. So if you're on Twitter, please follow us and retweet (laughs) us. I know a lot of people try to avoid Twitter. We may get an Instagram started. We're not posting pictures of our vaginas, though, so you can forget that. (laughs) But we might get an Instagram started um, with some funny memes and then um, maybe some 
vagina looking food. So you can always email us your, if you are eating a pizza that looks like a vagina, email us the picture. Maybe we'll start an Instagram if we get enough pictures. Yeah. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, on iTunes, on Anchor, on our website, anywhere yes. else. And uh, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Oh, yeah, we would please. love that. Yeah, and you can rate, you can review on Facebook as well. We are going to do an episode in a few weeks where we research um, names, the different family names that you have referred, that your family has referred to, instead of saying vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Since we never said vagina growing up, what did your family call it? What was the nickname for it? Uh, email us or post it on Facebook and let us know so we can cover all of those fun things. We'll probably do a survey. Maybe we'll yeah. throw up a poll um, on Facebook yeah, to see because I just thought it would be interesting to see the history of what it was referred to, especially since we didn't mention the word period on TV until 1985. So yeah. what was everyone calling their vagina back in the 1900s, early 1900s when they were wearing crotchless panties designed by a man? And how did they refer to your period? Like, what did they call that? Besides right. the curse, like the rag, like my mother said when they were in school, Oh God. the boys were like, Oh, you must be on the rag. Yeah. So anything like that, if you guys have that ant flow, Mm-hmm. Did your friend come to visit? Yeah, any of that <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's not any friend I want to have. <laughs> Stupid aunt. Stupid aunt. Right. And uh, we will see you guys next week. All right. Bye. Bye.